Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. The first reading is from Acts, the second chapter. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The second reading is from Romans, the eighth chapter. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. 
And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still do not know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I spoke are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He's the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now and later will be in you. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a, peace, is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Well, happy Pentecost, y'all. Are you excited? Yes. Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, the Holy Spirit holidays are maybe less of a big deal for a lot of us um, than others. I love Pentecost. I love the red. I love, <laughs> I love, I love that we focus on the Holy Spirit because, like, nothing against Jesus, obviously, big fan, love his work. Um, but like we do, we tell his story a lot, right? Um, and we also talk about God the Father a lot. Um, and like we refer to the Spirit. Like, what is going on with that guy <laughs> or that girl? Anyway, um, I love, I just, I just love the Holy Spirit. That's when I pray, I tend to kind of focus that direction. I know it's anytime you focus on any one of them, it's heresy, but that's where I go. Um, and I, I love this story, too. It's, it's such a nuts story. It's so fun. Um, we get used to these stories, right, from Scripture, and we hear them like, yeah, 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 tongues of fire, wind, voices, cool. Guys, tons of, tongues of fire on people's heads. You get it? It's weird. <laughs> and like the rush of the, the sound of the rush of a mighty wind. There's no wind. It's just the sound of the rush of a mighty wind. I don't know what that's about. Why is there no wind? Who knows? And then everyone thinks they're drunk, which is so funny. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, seriously? You guys, what are you doing? And Peter's like, it's 9 a.m. How could they possibly be drunk? <laughs> well, have you been to a college campus? <laughs> it does happen. Uh, it's just, it's, I just love the story. And like, I poke fun because I love it. It's such, a, it's such a weird, wild, wonderful story. Good stuff. Um, and one of the things I love about this 
Think about the languages, okay? This is a thing we focus on a lot. This is not the speaking in tongues of later in Scripture. They're actually, in this story, they're actually speaking languages that people understand. Uh, you got that whole list that she read, none of which any of us know. <laughs> but it's, imagine if everyone in this room is speaking a different language. And not just like, I'm speaking Spanish and you're speaking French, but like, I'm speaking the dialect of a particular desert region of southern Mexico. And you might be speaking the one of northern Mexico. <laughs> We're talking this specific, right? And then someone else is speaking uh, the clicking language in southern Africa. You get it, right? All these just all over the place, right? It starts out that they're in Jerusalem, which is a cosmopolitan city. Everyone already speaks a bunch of languages, so you're used to it. You're used to kind of not really understanding everybody around you, and that's okay. It's kind of a cacophony of voices. And suddenly, with the fire and the wind and the... I understand these people. I mean, that's not just like this particular dialect of Spanish. Like, I know what they're saying. And then, oh, I hear mine. Not just a cacophony, not just a, a wall of sound, and not, I hear everybody else's, but, oh, I hear, I hear my language. It's like a, a sense of home. I think we've, we've all kind of experienced this. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we all. Anybody who has traveled to a foreign country has probably experienced this, that the country itself is delightful. It's wonderful to hear the, to eat the food and hear the language and whatever. And after a certain point, you're like, it's just like a hamburger. <laughs> is that possible? We, when I came, I just came back from Spain a couple weeks ago, and at the, la the end of it, we were in Barcelona at the Sagrada Familia Cathedral, and this woman walked by, and she had this amazing hair. You guys, it was like rainbow. It was so cool. She walks by, and I was like, Disculpe, senora. Your hair is amazing. And she goes, oh, You're American! And gave me a big hug. <laughs> it was very cute. Um, again, it wasn't because we disliked anything around us, it was just this moment of home! I remember! It like, smells like skyline. <laughs> Whatever. There's a part of that that's happening in this moment in Jerusalem. People hear their language and go, oh, I'm seen, I'm understood, I'm heard. Now, of course, it's not just about language. That's really cool. I love this aspect of it. But it's not just about sort of your Duolingo app learning these particular languages, right? It's a metaphor. It's more than the literal meaning. This is a metaphor for understanding people as a whole. We're not just hearing Spanish or Swahili. We're also hearing the difference between how older and younger people speak. Because that's a language difference. We're also hearing a difference in how older and younger people see the world. That's just one example. We're not just hearing, say, the Gullah Geechee language. We're not just hearing street slang. We're hearing, say, the difference between how gays and lesbians speak of their lives and their loves and how the church speaks about them. See what I'm saying? They're both languages. Really, whatever example you choose, we're talking about literally any two people with their particular life experience trying to talk to each other. 
married people, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of overlap, and you love each other deeply, and you understand a lot of stuff. But you don't really understand everything, do you? Because we're speaking different languages. Uh, just a quick side note, I'm sure a bunch of you have read the five love languages. It's kind of like that. There's a translation that happens among people. Because we all want to be seen and understood. And more than that, it's not just that we want it. That's nice that we want it. The Spirit equips us to do it. The Spirit is constantly with us. This is what's happening here. So let me tell you a couple stories. So I said, I came back from Spain. The first day that we were in Spain, in Madrid, very jet lagged. It's a long flight to get over there. So we were very sleepy. We were walking through a big public square. Uh, people were having coffee and there were street performers and what have you. Um, and so we're walking through the, the square and this guy comes up and starts talking to us. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm from um, Nigeria and I just love this country, it's so great. And my student Daniel, who can, not just can, loves to talk to any person about anything at any time, <laughs> extensively, was very excited about this. Oh, my sister just came back from Kenya. She loved it. Tell me all about your country. And they're just having a big old time, the two of them. Just going nuts. I'm like, this is fantastic. Uh, and I'm like, we kind of need to go to our thing, but it's fine. Like, do, your, do this. So the guy says, oh my gosh, it's so wonderful to meet someone who loves this part of Africa. It's just, it's so lovely to, to, to be able to talk about this, talk about my country. Let me give you a gift. He gives them, he puts a bracelet on, on Daniel's wrist. And I'm standing there, he grabs my arm, puts the bracelet on my wrist. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. That's really lovely. Uh, and he's like, yes, yes. You know, it's very hard to be a black man in Spain, and it's very difficult to earn money, so I really think that you should give me some money for this bracelet. And I went, I thought we were having a moment. <laughs> we were speaking the same words, right? But the intent was different. The next day, we were in line to go on a tour, and we were, so we were in a different square, real long, snaky line, and there was a, an older woman wearing, I, I presume to be sort of a traditional garb for the area, um, and she had a cup that she was shaking and walking up and down the, the line, uh, and she didn't speak English, or as far as I know, I don't know. She, she was speaking Spanish very quickly and very quietly um, as she walked and was shaking her thing. Now, I knew what she was saying. She's saying, I'm old, my kids need food, you should give me some money. Uh, and that's fine, I put, some, I put some euros in there. But it was interesting because I had no idea what she was actually saying, no clue. I did very little Spanish. My students made a lot of fun of me on the trip because I can't, it's bad. No idea what she's actually saying. The words didn't mean a whole lot to me, but it got her intent. I knew what she was asking, right? Words and intent are messy, right? How we're communicating with each other, with the languages that we're speaking can be really messy. I've mentioned before that I've started hanging out at the uh, Hamilton County Jail on Thursdays. Um, I have a different friend, Daniel, who also likes to talk to people a lot, um, who I've been doing this with. Um, we go and hang out in this one particular pod. And the, the intent is to, to give these guys some tools and to help them uh, to be less likely to get back into jail later, basically. Um, and what's interesting about this is we are very much speaking the same language. We're all speaking English in that room. 
but we're really not speaking the same language. It is very obvious. And in fact, just the other week, one of them pointed it out to say, you know, you don't, you don't, I, it, he's like, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I, I appreciate that. You have no idea. <laughs> you don't have any sense of what it's like for us, either in this space, in jail, or where we came from. And that's 100% true. We speak very different languages, not the, not the verbal language, the language of what we know, what we believe to be important, how we hold our bodies, right? And I think in Jerusalem, this is what's going on here. It's definitely the language difference. But underneath it, there's something else going on. There's this attempt at communication, and the miracle of the Pentecost is God giving us the capacity to be able to understand each other. Not like suddenly you have all the language in your head. Maybe. that happened. Miracles like that happen. God has given us the ability that we could turn to our neighbor and say, help me understand you. I want to understand this. Right? The Spirit gives us this gift. So what do we do with it? This month is, um, I'm sad that Heidi's not here today, actually. This month is National Accordion Awareness Month. She's very into accordions right now. You should ask her about it when she comes back. <laughs> but I love these awareness months, right? Some of them are silly like accordions. <laughs> but the idea of an awareness thing is it's, it's a bit like a language. Maybe we don't know a lot about this. How can I learn about it? What... What's going on with this? This is also National Hunger Awareness Month. So Amanda was telling us about habitat and about the needs of a lot of the population of Cincinnati. There's a language barrier sometimes because we don't really know what that's like. Right? It's also Pride Month, which is a big festival, sort of a feast month, um, and big fun. The original Pride was not fun. It was a protest. It was violent. And it was a group of people who had been beaten and killed and jailed saying, no, that's enough. We're people. You should treat us as human beings. Right? There's definitely a language difference, or there has been historically, between the majority of straight people and the minority of LGBTQ people. And so part of pride is saying, let's talk to each other. Let's understand, not just, not just tolerate, but delight in each other, in the spirit in all of us. And there's all kinds of stories about this, right? Not that particular. You can pick anything you've seen on the news, anything you see in your social media feed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of not being able to communicate. <laughs> Think about your social media. Think about oh, the comments on news stories. I suspect that every one of us, regardless of our political persuasions or age or gender or anything, looks at the world and goes, how can we not talk to each other? How do you not understand me? Doesn't it feel kind of like despair sometimes? It's because we're using different words, using different language. But it's not 
just a black and white situation. I think that's one of the things Pentecost is, is sharing with us. There are all these languages, the language of corporations, the language of the wealthy, of scientists, of Native American water protectors. I just saw yet another picture of a thin polar bear. It is the saddest. It's the saddest. The earth is communicating with us. There's language there. And the word of God is written in all of these things. I'm going to leave you with one last little story. Friday night, we had board game night at the Edge House, a thing we do regularly. So we're all in there having big fun, loud, boisterous, playing the games, doing the things. Uh, one of our regular students came in a little bit late, and uh, he's a delightful person. He also kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve, so you can really tell, particularly from a distance, how he's holding his body. Like, oh, bad day for him. He came in, kind of stood in the side and was watching, and I was like, oh... He doesn't look very happy. And so when there was a pause, I went over, just, how you doing? I could see the tears in his eyes. Um, and so I gave him a hug, and it was one of those hugs, you know the ones where, like, you hug, and you start to let go, you're like, oh, no, this is still going, great, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll just hug for a while, that's fine. So we hugged for a while, and then I let go, and somebody else stood up and hugged him. And then somebody else stood up and hugged him. And then somebody else said, hey, do you want to you want to go talk? Do you want to take a walk or something? And so they did. They were gone for like half an hour. I tell you this story because on the one hand, I could see the language of his sadness in the way he held his body, in the tracks of tears on his face. It's, it's like reading words. And I also tell you this to say that that community had the capacity to let him be sad no one in that room tried to fix it. We just offered him ourselves. And we tried to understand him and to listen to him. Now that's an easy one, because we know him. <laughs> we know him and love him. This is what the Holy Spirit is giving us capacity for, is to see that, whatever it is that's being communicated, and to offer what we can. Maybe it's just listening. Help me understand your language. God is giving us this gift, this invitation to this sort of ridiculous special effects party of the Pentecost. So what are we going to do with that invitation? Can leave it on the table? Or do you want to go to the party? Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.